Overwatch weed. <laughs> you love doing that, don't you? I do. I you do. Light, you light up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> How was that? That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Thank uh, you. Yeah, it's always you're always pretty spot on. I don't know if I could pull it off. To be honest, there's a certain you really got you gotta you gotta get into the high state of mind to pull I, it off. I, I have to be like Daniel Day Lewis and like get into character. <laughs> I've been walking around like Scotty all day, just yeah. so I can nail that. Wearing neon shorts. Yep. And, Technicolored shirts. Yep, I got a Mortal Kombat tattoo. I, the whole deal. Nice alien as well. Yep, good. Uh, in case you can't tell, it's just me and, uh, and the PWA Hall of Famer, Big Bad Boris. That's gonna be the best sad pod. Damn ever. right. As a matter of fact, I was thinking the last time that you and you and I did a solo show was like, remember we had that one conversation, which was potentially the most serious and actually good conversation yes. in yes. the history we, of the sad pod. We had a, a logical discussion. So I'm hoping we can do that today because there's a couple things that we we can talk about that we need to talk about that happened that were things that happened on the pay-per-view and other things. So we'll get to that later. But we haven't heard from you. It's been a while, hey? It has. It's like been, a month? Over a month, I think. I think it's been over a month, yeah. So what's new with you? I'm busy as hell right now. Yeah? Between the, the holiday coming up and, and the big show coming up on Saturday and I had a little open house sort of thing at uh, school. Oh, yeah. How was to. that? It was good. Yeah. Meet some peeps? Eh, a little bit. Got the tour, and uh, it, it's bigger than I thought. Yep. Big and scary, but again, I'm sure most of my stuff's all in one kind of small part. It was funny, though, because like, after you got your tour, they there's different little breakout sessions so you can learn about like how the online stuff works. And, sure. And, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Extra study help and how the student center works, and you know, there's 50-minute little blocks. Of course. And I'm sitting in the first one, and I'm like, oh, there's a handful of you know older people here. This isn't so bad. Then I realized that most of them were actually there with their kids. And I was like, oh, fuck. Because like, this guy was there and he started talking. He's like, yeah, my son will be going here. And I was like, oh, wait, you're not going here? Oh, all right. Uh, that's all right. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. It's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. Yeah, you will have fun. And then we get to do the sap pod on the NR92 airwaves again. Live, baby. <laughs> hosted by you, too, which is going to be cool. Does it have to be hosted by me? Well, I don't think it has to be, but I think it should be. Well. You're the one getting us in there. You're our in. I'm your in? To the NR92, so. I saw the little booth that they have set up in the middle of some place where they do little, like, on-location The things. remote thing in yeah. the South Hall? I, no, I don't know where the fuck it was. You know there's a cheese lab? No. Where they grow cheese. Really? Yep. Did they take you in there? No, but we heard all about it. Does it smell bad? Nope. Huh. I didn't know that was there. Didn't even know that was a thing. Cheese lab. Didn't know you could just grow cheese. And you can buy, and you can buy uh, like, packaged meat. That I knew in like, the meat store, like, like steaks and shit. That's the meat store. It's some good shit, actually. And I hear it's uh, it's uh, affordable as well. It is, and it's like people that don't go to Nate will go there to buy their meat. That's products. what I've heard. It's good stuff. I recommend the jerky. I'm I'm, I'm a big jerky fan. Me too. Uh, holiday, I think just over a week. We're we're hitting the road. Right. I forgot about that. And uh, lots of work going into the show on Saturday. I'm ready. Busy. I'm excited, but I'm also ready for it to be over. If I'm being honest with myself, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be a big one. It's gonna be a good one. Good, good. You will be there. 
I will be there on Saturday. For me as a shoulder to cry on? Sure. When if that's what you need. Something goes wrong inevitably. Lean on me. <laughs> and, um, what's the setup going to be like? Are we getting the, are you getting that gorilla fired up again? Oh, or? yeah. We're gorilling nice. it up. The I only time the we can't gorilla up is uh, Fright Night. Because the, 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 I, I don't want to talk about it. What's it called? The graveyard? Is that what it is? That's, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Spooky <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Nobody knows why we're laughing right now. That's the best part. <laughs> um, oh, and slow pitch. We're terrible. Yes. We're terrible, but it's fun. Have you won? We won, but we've lost more than we've won. Okay. Because I think Brando is technically has two wins, but that's because Global, the team that they're supposed to play earlier this week, forfeited. Oh. So they got a freebie win there. And then they're playing tonight, which is why he's not here, and he's fairly confident that they were going to get destroyed tonight. So. No, our games that we won, we actually won. Happy times. Good for you. What's up with you, boss? Um, nothing new, really. Just same old shit. You got a dog yet? We had a dog for a week and then gave it back. Well, why? It didn't work in the apartment. He was too, uh, wasn't necessarily the energy thing, but there's too much in an apartment for him. Like, every little noise, he'd be like, holy shit, things are going on. And I think he'd just do better in a house. So is the dream over, or are you looking for a no, different dog? not necessarily. Just I just didn't want to waste that specific dog's time nor my own. So <laughs> you're very concerned about the I dog's time. Decided against. He has it. very more, far too many important things to be done. So yeah, we just we gave him back and I'm breaking kayfabe right now. I'm doing it. I'm doing he'll it. Go on his way. Right in the middle of that sentence, Warren things are had, had a phone sense. call, and then like you won't even tell. It's fucking seamless, but I'm gonna ruin it anyway. But right after I just said a minute ago that the dog had far too many important things to be done, yeah. Warren. Stopped the podcast and which, took a phone call. Which I never, ever stopped the podcast, and but it was what, from a weird number from What Toronto, was the phone so. call? Uh, apparently, I, I think this is a good story. I won, uh, I won, I had the winning bid on an item at, uh, at the local watering hole in Sherwood Park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and what was the item? It was a tragically hip picture. And how much did you bid? And I bid $350, which I don't remember doing at <laughs> were, all. Were you sober? I was not sober. Are you going to purchase it? I don't think so. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of money. Anyway, I hope you get a good dog. Good dog. Uh, yeah, me too. It'll work. When it works, it works. I don't want to force it, right? That's right. Just, it is what Girls it is. Like He's calling me back, and I'm just going <laughs> to ignore it. I'm going to ignore uh, it. No, take it on the air. Come no, on. No. Even though that's not legal. It's not going to happen. <sighs> uh, what have I done in the past week? Well, we had the, the house show here, which you, you weren't at. No, I was not uh, in attendance at the house show this time. Yeah. Uh, it was a good time, man. I had a lot of fun. It was, it was I think... In a weird way, because I wasn't looking forward to this one the most. Like, I really was kind of just, ah, I don't even know if I want to go. And then we decided within the last week that we were going to go. Um, it was the first one that I actually drank at ever. Oh, really? And I had a lot of fun. It was fun yelling things and being an idiot and being allowed to do such things. Who'd you go with? nice. Uh, it was me, Brando, and Matt Eads from the Talking the Reckless podcast. Matt Eads? Podcast, yes. So, um, that's that's what we did. We sat front row and who had was the main some event? Fun, uh, Roman Reigns, Bray Wyatt. Wasn't that the main event last time too? Or am I might have been. Something no, else? it very well might have been because it was no, because it would have been SmackDown the last time, so it might have been Bray Wyatt and somebody else. Oh, yeah, maybe because Roman would have still been on Raw. But anyways, it was a good time. There was uh, we didn't get to Hardy's, which I was a little, I wasn't super holding my breath for. I was super holding my breath for the revival because he had been cleared, and I figured, all right, you they're gonna. Work some house shows, but we didn't get them either. I think the I think the best match was they did a triple threat tag team match betwixt uh, Sheamus, Cesaro, the club, and in potentially one of their final 
post shows ever, Enzo and Cass. Mm. Which is kind of cool. Spoiler alert. I don't know if they worked on the Calgary show. I would assume they did on the Saturday. Probably. Um, so, yeah, the second to last ever mm. host show match. We saw it happen, and they lost. Uh, what were some highlights from the show? Uh, well, first of all, the security guard, if anybody from Northlands happens to be listening to this podcast, I'm not sure why you would be, but the security guard that was right in our section, tremendous. He was going out of his way to make sure that kids could get up to the front row and get high fives and hugs and pictures and whatever uh, to the point where he would even stand up and allow kids to stand on his chair to reach over oh, other really? kids. That's cool. He was He was really, really good at it. And also was a big fan of us being idiots because he was just laughing his ass so off. So I at heard us there the was time. a chant of your name. How did this happen and how loud was it? Uh, it wasn't super loud. It was just like our section, our group of like maybe 40 people at the very most. And that's probably even being generous. But it was because right before the main event started, when they're getting the pat downs from the ref and stuff, I at this point was very drunk because it's the main event. <laughs> so I started doing JR style commentary in my not very good JR voice screaming uh, and was just saying dumb things like you can cut the tension with a knife former Edmonton Eskimo Roman Reigns taking on Bray Wyatt and I'm just saying dumb things like that and uh, people were laughing or whatever and then a group of like four or five dudes in the section beside us started chanting uh, my name and then it spiraled and it was pretty cool it spiraled yeah. <laughs> out of control no not out of control but it was cool. I never had that happen before. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Fired me up. Also had a moment with Bray Wyatt in that main event. A moment? Well, because I started the, he's got the whole world in his hands chant, which he immediately, because it's a whole show, right? He hears it and finds us to encourage more people to do it. And he was doing the conductor hands like he does. And then later on, he got knocked into the barricade and came right down to our corner because we were sitting right in the corner where we sat the last mm -hmm. time. And uh, he like was leaning with his hand on the barricade, hand on his arm, and he kind of looked up at me, and I was like, you got this, Bray, or so whatever I said, something stupid, because I was drunk. And he, like, looked me right in the eyes. He was like, I do got this, and then turned around <laughs> and went in the ring. Like, I do got this. My man. So, there you go. I'm a big Bray Wyatt mark Just now. keep his hands off JoJo. I was wearing his shirt, too. Oh. So he was. He knew. He, he was, knew it was, he was real. He was a big fan. The love was real. <laughs> um, I also got Emma really mad at me. Because I was chanting. The, Haven't we all done that at some point? Hey, we want some Bailey. Which I realized afterwards when she looked at me is when I should have done the PWA chant, but I didn't. Uh, what else? What else? I got Neville really mad at me because I was giving him that Tazala Haas, which he didn't like. Mm -hmm. I think that was it. Sounds like you were the biggest heel of the night. I started chanting after they were chanting my name. Um, well, not chanting. I just screamed, I'm more over than Reigns. And that also got a big laugh, so. Oh, boy. Pay me money. Uh -huh. Book me. All right. To the moon. Settle down, kid. Rocket on my back. <laughs> uh, other than that, nothing this past week. It's been slow. Watch some wrestling on the weekend, which we'll talk about shortly. Uh, anything else before mm. we jump over to the, the knees? No. How many times has this guy called me now? Two missed calls and a voicemail. All right. Oh, listen to the voicemail. He was very selective in, he didn't reveal, <laughs> you can tell he's done this before, because he calls me and he's like, hey, uh, I'm calling on behalf of whatever the company is that makes these things. Hello? And he's like, oh, you, uh, you you recently put a bid on uh, an item at Average Joe's Sports Bar in Sherwood Park, and, and I'm happy to tell you that you won. I'm like, okay. And he's like, do you remember this? <laughs> 
I'm like, to be honest with you, not totally. He's like, okay, well, it's a picture of it. And he explains it to me. I'm like, yes, I remember the item, but I don't remember bidding on it. He's like, well, maybe one of your friends did it or something. I'm like, I don't know. I gave you a note. And then he, he asked for my address and everything. And then at the very end tells me how much it was. And then I hung up on him. <laughs> you did not. I did. Like, click? Yep. Oh, wow. You're a heel. <laughs> Nice play called. We got disconnected. Uh, more and, uh, I don't know what happened there. Was, I got to hear this voicemail now. <laughs> well, well, as you would say, we'll, I'll play it for you after we'll the play show. Play it for me after. All right. Uh, you want to do the news? Sure. All right. And now. Spanish announced table news. Mm, big bad boars. Uh, I don't have a lot. There's not really a lot of actual news. No. There's a lot of conjecture and people saying things and stupidity going mm. around in the wrestling world these days. And yeah. I try to stay out of that because that's fair. I have enough of it. Uh, congratulations to Apollo Crews on the birth of his first child. Yes. So I like. Uh, uh, it's either Sade or Sade. I don't know. It's a smooth operator, perhaps. Shade. I don't know. Well, it's pronounced S-A-D-E, and that's how Sade was pro- that's true. Is spelled. That's true. You never know, I guess. It could go either way. Somebody call Apollo Crews and right. uh, find out. Okay. So some more uh, names for the May Young Classic have been announced, mm-hmm. including uh, Tessa Blanchard, Abby Laith, who is Kimberly on The Independence, Tainara Conti, <laughs> Conti. <laughs> That's funny. I don't nice. know why, but I do know why. Okay. Uh, Jazzy Gabbert and Kavita Devi will join Tony Storm, Princess Sue. Fuck all these names. This thing. Uh, what do you think of this thing, man? I, I'm I'm interested in it. I'm th- concerned that it's going to be a train wreck, and everyone's going to just talk about how great it is because it's it's women. And I'm, that may not be a popular opinion. I don't mean that to sound misogynistic. But you're but right. That's you know what thing. I mean? That, that it's just a uh, these the the women wrestlers deserve this, so we should just give it to them regardless of how good this tournament may or may not be. Uh, I'm interested in it. I still think they need to, and I mean, there's still time, obviously, but I think they need to bring a name to the table that is an established person yeah. that makes you want to tune in and see. Okay, what like the, Kendrick? Right? Kendrick was the guy for the CWC. So let's get somebody that level. A last somebody who's on their last chance yeah. making Victoria. That's kind of where my mind went to yeah. as well. Sorry, I just, as soon is. as I hear Victoria, all I think of is leaked, leaked uh, videos and photos because I'm right. a terrible person. Um, but yeah, I we'll see. I mean, I'll watch it. Me too. Or at least I'll watch the first couple and see. You know, and the thing is, something I want to continue with. The cruiserweight set the bar so high too. Like those matches were really, really, really good. That I think the ladies got to bring it because I think there's but an I easy think comparison. That, I to be made. think, yeah, but I think they get judged on a different scale. It's true. Yeah, so. we'll see. Uh, Sony Pictures India and WWE have announced a new weekly show in Hindi. Nice. WWE Sunday Damal. What does Damal mean? I don't know. But if you are Hindi and you know what Damal means, let me know. Uh, the best action and family-friendly entertainment from WWE's flagship programs Raw and SmackDown beginning, beginning this Sunday on Sony Max, which is India's number one movie channel. Uh, Impact Wrestling released a bunch of agents this week, including uh, Pat Kenny, Al Snow, and Shane Helms. 
in what is oh, said Shane to Helms too. I didn't know that. In what is said to be a budget-cutting move. Al Snow been there for a while now too, eh? To my knowledge, yes. Got to be close to ten years, if not over ten years. So, and I know Pat Kenny's been there for a while. Yeah. Wow. So we'll see. I mean, they just they just crawl along like like a yeah. cockroach. Yeah. Hey, know. we're gonna do house shows, but we're also gonna have to fire eight people in order to do them. So apparently, uh, Sanjay Dutt and Abyss are kind of heading up the the agenting. Wow. All right, Warren Barris, it's time. For your top 10 most watched via video on demand WWE Network shows. Money in the Bank. Of the week. The Money in the Bank pay per view was numero uno. Money in the Bank pre show. The Money in the Bank pre show is not. Oh, it is number 10. I apologize. So you got the bookends. You got one and 10. Good. You just uh, need the eight in the middle and you're, you're golden. Talking smack after Money in the Bank. Uh, Money in the Bank post game show is number four. Also, Talking Smack from last week. Mm, no, mm, no. Okay. Um, but the the ta- was there a table for three last week or was that this week? I'm trying to remember now. That was this week, I believe. So no, there is no table for three. Bring it to the table. Uh, bring it to the table was number eight. Okay. Um, I got nothing else. All right, we'll go from ten to one. Okay. Number ten, as mentioned, was the Money in the Bank pre-show, which we all call pre-shows, but they call kickoff shows. I want to try to get into the habit of calling them what they're called, which is kickoff shows. Okay. All right. Number nine is the 2011 Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Was that? That must have been on the I assume it must have been on the feed. Okay. Uh, number eight was Bring It to the Table. Number seven was This Week in WWE. Which is an easy way to avoid having to watch six hours of wrestling programming <laughs> every might, single week. I might start doing that. <laughs> uh, number six was WrestleMania. Number five was the Reborn by Fate Hardy's interview. Okay. Number four was Talking Smack, Money in the Bank post show. Number three was Extreme Rules. Number two was NXT on June 14th. And number one uh, was yes. the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Uh, coming to the WWE Network this month, something kind of interesting. The first two years of the WWE version of ECW are really? coming to the network. I didn't know that those weren't on there already, actually. No, no. Okay. It's just all the, like, the original ECW. So, in other words, you want to see how bad things got for a while? Come it, watch this shit. It wasn't without merit. I know. But it, it got you bad quickly. You can't compare it to the original sort no. of thing, so... Uh, this I thought was kind of interesting. The uh, Fight Owens Fight, uh, Kevin Owens DVD that's coming out on July the 4th, I believe, is going to feature clips from CCW, Ring of Honor, and PWG. So I assume Vince shipped them a few bucks or something to get that footage. They seem to be more open to that as of late. Yeah. Like there's more and more of that stuff happening, which is great. Why wouldn't you? If you're going to make a documentary on the guy and he's only been in the WWE for four years, why would you even make the documentary if you aren't going to get other back catalog stuff? From his non-WWE days. Uh, this is kind of cool. The uh, Pro Wrestling G1 special night one from Long Beach, California on July 1st. <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, will be airing live uh, in the U.S. on Access TV. And it's also going to be live on the Fight Network here in Canada. Okay. I will be gone, but I will definitely be PVRing that to check it out. Good. Uh, this weekend, there's a couple of Evolve shows. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Zack Sabre Jr. is headlining on Saturday. And Matt Riddle versus Keith Lee will be headlining the Sunday show, Evolve 87. And this Friday night, Ring of Honor, Best in the World pay-per-view. 
Main event, uh, Christopher Daniels against Cody Rhodes defending the Ring of Honor Championship. Uh, Young Bucks versus War Machine for the tag titles. Kushida versus Marty Skrull for the TV title, etc., etc. And that is all I have for news because I don't want to talk about the restraining order because it's just fucking dumb. Well, there's one one major news. Thing oh yeah, this today. this this happened after I was uh, culling my news, so uh, lay it on me there, my friend. Uh, via his Instagram account today, oh, and Instagram. he had been he had been teasing a, a major announcement coming down the pipes. Uh, more Ronello's time away from WWE is at an end. He announced that he will be uh, returning to the air for the company as part of the NXT brand, meaning that him and Phillips just kind of. In a way, so Phillips stays on SmackDown. Uh, Morrow goes back, uh, not back, goes to NXT. He'll be with Nigel and Percy, and that's moving forward. I think that's a tremendous fit, to be honest. Him and him and Nigel will be great together, I think. Well, I heard some stories about that, and again, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I don't know what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not. But, uh, yeah, it's exciting. It's and good. It's also very, very interesting. I'm just I'm, for him. I'm glad that they were able to work something out where he can stay there because he said, and we all know how much it meant to him to work there. It was his dream, right? Mm-hmm. And it just was shitty for it to have ended the way that it ended, regardless of whether the rumors were true with the JBL stuff or if they weren't. He's saying they weren't, but maybe they want him to say they weren't. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But but it's very good that he's back at it, and I think this way it allows them to use his voice for a women's tournament if they want to, or. Other such thing, and honestly, as far as announcers go, he's like the king of them right now. Can you because do your uh, impression? He's going to be calling the yeah, Conor McGregor he's got, and, and I, Floyd Mayweather, and he just signed with Bellator. And as I guess well. apparently he gets to keep the Bellator deal as well, which is interesting. Yeah, because his contract always allowed him. It was a non-compete for wrestling, so it always allowed him to do MMA. Come even on, give, it me. give it to me. Come on, Mamma Mia! That was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, that's great. I love that stomach hurts, Warren. Love that news. Maybe you shouldn't have chugged that fucking drink. I, I didn't actually. My stomach's been hurting all day. What was that? What were you drinking in there? My uh, post-workout protein shake. Looked chocolatey. Was that what it was? It was. Good. Does it make your poops fuzzy? It makes my poop smell. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I think we'd be going there, but hey. <laughs> All right. How many emails? Is there lots of emails? No, we only have three right now. What but the fuck? Ty said he was going to send in another one. So Ty, we might, we might I hear he talked to me at the house show. Yes, even though I wasn't there. That's true. I got actually. I got to meet him at the house show too. He's a nice dude. He's the commissioner. New. I I got to present that to him uh, in person. Ask him to be the commissioner for the Sat Pod title, and he agreed to do so. Oh, really? Because I figured we needed an outside, non-biased party to rule on decisions such as if, uh, for example. In you know in a just a weird circumstance that could probably never happen if a woman were to win a money in the bank and have it taken away from her then then what happens? So hmm. that's why we have a commissioner. Or or for example, what if we all go over on our tiebreaker? Then what? Like prices right rules? Yeah. What if the show's two hours and we all say at least two twenty? If the then show's two hours, then I think the fucking belt's <laughs> the least of our worries. I know, I know. But anyways. Um, so yes, Ty has accepted that. Uh, let's talk about Money in the Bank right now because that happened uh, this weekend. <laughs> that happened to us. I didn't watch pre-show or the kickoff show. Rather, I watched um, the kickoff show match, and I don't remember even who was in it. Hype Bros in the colons. Oh, that what it was? I was expecting one of the Hype Bros to turn heel, but it did not happen. Hmm. Um, I think Scotty even called this on the podcast last week. He's like, "Ah, it'll probably be the Hype Bros in the colons," and it was. I think they want to push them. 
a little bit again. Yeah. Like, they want to get him back up because they had that SmackDown title shot, right? They won the Battle Royal at the beginning of the year in the match that Ryder got hurt. Oh, right. Which they kind of played on a little bit on SmackDown this week. So, um, but yeah, I think the landscape has changed a little bit with the New Day being there and the Usos kind of reinventing themselves. And So, who knows? But, anyways, uh, Hype Bros won that match. I didn't watch it, so who cares? First match of the night was the uh, fe- first ever female SmackDown Women's Championship Money in the Bank contract match. Carmella, Charlotte Flair, Natalia, Tamina, and Becky Lynch. And this was kind of short. It was only 13 minutes, 20 seconds. Uh, Carmella picks up the win. The actual match itself, before we talk about the finish, uh, was okay. I didn't think it was anything spectacular. I didn't think it was anything that was bad either. They tried some stuff. They tried some stuff that worked. They tried some stuff that didn't really work. Um... I thought they could have gone for it maybe a little bit more, but maybe it was more of a let's not blow our load in the first chance we get sort of thing. I agree it was all right. Yeah. Again, nothing great, nothing terrible. I mean, they don't want to go two balls out because, the, you know, you got the other one coming up a little bit later on in the show. Uh, it was an okay way to start the show, I thought. Uh, but that finish was absolutely horrible. Uh, so the finish comes when Becky is craw- uh, getting up the ladder, She's almost there, had put her hands on it, I believe. And then Ellsworth appears in the ring and knocks over the ladder, therefore dumping Becky out of the ring. Tries to wake up Carmella. He climbs up the ladder instead, grabs it, looks at it, drops it. Carmella catches it, and referees ring the bell, and she wins. She made a nice catch. It, it From an execution standpoint, I thought they fucking nailed it. Just the way that he took it down, kind of looked at it, was, like, proud of himself. Like, yeah, I did this. And then went, oh, wait, I'm not even in this match. And then dropped it. And, yeah, she caught it perfectly where execution-wise it was great. As an idea, however. It's the first yeah. ever women's money in the bank match where with the women's division, the revolution, blah, 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 blah. And then we got a man and the most disrespected, mocked man in the entire company is the one who climbs up the ladder and gets your briefcase. Uh, I mean, I know what they're doing. I'm not stupid, but I, I don't know. I, it's just, I think it's shitty timing that this happened at a time where their TV ratings are so low, so unbelievably low that they decided that they wanted to go this way and then book it again on a TV show to try and get some eyeballs on the television program. I haven't finished SmackDown, by the way, but I know that's what happened. So it just, I, yeah, I think it, I think it suffers from that a little bit, but. I don't have a problem with Carmella winning it. No, not at all. And at first, until I really sat down and thought about exactly that, that the fact that in the first ever women's Money in the Bank match, a man won it, that's where I started to get a problem with it. But when it first happened, I was kind of okay with it because I'm like, all right, she's a heel and he is a, a thing that exists and he did it and it's it's a good heel thing to do. But, yeah, I, I don't like it at all. It shouldn't have been done. I think it was a bad idea. I agree. The execution was done really well, but it's not something that I would have done. Like, if you needed a way to make this match happen again, I think there was a better way to do it than this. Yeah, if you wanted a fuck finish, you could have had a fuck finish with just the ladies. Sure. All six of them are up there, and the thing comes off, and they all hold on to it. There you go. It's not quite as easy to execute, but... Ah, sure it is. You could do it. Get all six of them up there. Um, second match was New Day, uh, Big E and Kofi taking on the Usos uh, in a match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. 
This went 12 minutes long. Uh, New Day wins via countout when the Usos uh, bailed after what I thought was a really, really, really good match. See, a lot of people liked it. I thought it was a little bit sloppy, and I didn't like this finish either. Again, I know what they're doing, but I don't like non-finishes on pay-per-views. Mm. But uh, I don't know. I thought it was a little sloppy. Yeah, I saw a lot of people talking about the finish wasn't be, uh, wasn't great, which I can understand. But I thought that the story that they were telling there was mm-hmm. that they're having this crazy good match and they're pushing each other to the limit, and then the heels go, "Fuck this! Our backs are up against the wall. We might actually lose here. Let's just leave and take our titles." Um, but yeah, I thought I thought the match was really good. I think, and it's tough for me to tell because of things that happen, which I'll talk about later. But I think that might have been my match of the night. Um, but yeah, anyways, we'll talk about the other stuff later. Um, Naomi and Lana had had what I'm going to loosely call a wrestling match. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to no, be. No, no, it really and wasn't. I mean that, and I know that sounds like a very horribly backhanded compliment, but I mean it in the best possible way. Yeah, it was uh, seven and a half minutes. Um, I think, I think uh, Eva Marie helps Lana a little bit. Because you've seen how the, horrible the, the she bar is. The pretty fucking low. Uh, I think Lana has really good facials. Like, really, really good facials at so selling. Does, so does Paige. Hey-o! See, we're trying to have a serious. Oh, I are, was that what we're we doing? Were going oh, for all right. I'm here. sorry. Edit and that then out. Ah, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but I think she does. I thought she was really good yeah. at selling mm-hmm. anger. And, like, I kind of liked how she kind of carried the first bit. Um, but she was doing moves that I think she was just making up on the spot. That didn't look very good at all, and I, I, unlike Eva Marie, I see a little bit of promise in Lana. Oh yeah, and I think there's something that you can do there. She just needs a little bit more time. So there is potential. Like yes. Yeah, she's over absolutely. And, yeah, they're into her. So I like the dress when she comes out, and then it's the rather skimpy ring gear, which isn't the worst thing ever either. Uh, but Naomi defends her title there, which was no real surprise. Um, you did have. Carmella come out and tease, tease which caused the distraction. And what I didn't like here was that I thought that Carmella should have, like, really, really tried to cash in. Like, actually, I'm doing this, cashing in, and the ref going, sorry, I got orders from Shane that you can't cash this in until until he talks to you on Tuesday. Because Mm, that's what they had said earlier in the night. Yeah, that would have been all right. For whatever fucking reason, (laughs) neither of your fucking two authority figures are at your fucking pay-per-view. So they tweeted and said, we'll be dealing this with this on Tuesday. So it would have been cool to have this heel come out and go, it, it shows that she knows that she cheated and this probably isn't going to stick around, so she needs to cash it in right now. Otherwise, she won't ever be able to cash it in because she's just going to lose it. Instead of coming here, could I have just tweeted the show? Sure. <laughs> why not? Could have just tweeted in everything I wanted to say? I don't know why they do that so much. Like, I get that Daniel Bryan has had a kid and he's got time up, but, like, why is Shane not there to come out and deal with this or, like, because that's what we have me. TV for. So sloppy. Jinder uh, Mahal and Randy Orton. Uh, 20 minutes, 50 seconds for the WWE Championship. Uh, they really pushed the Randy Orton was the hometown boy. Mm-hmm. Got a big pop. Um, he got. Did he get led to the ring by some sort of band, or am I making that up? I think you're making that up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I had a couple of drinks on Sunday as well. So. Um, did you bid on anything while no, you were at? No, I did not, believe it or not. Uh, you had, uh, some legends at ringside. There was Flair, uh, Orton's dad, and I don't even remember who the rest were. Sergeant Slaughter. Great Slaughter, Ganya. Right, yeah. And The Claw. Oh, Baron Ron Raschke. Thank you. And he was, like, working. 
Oh, as soon as I knew he, he pulled was, that claw, up, he as soon was as working that, that's, the that's his business. Uh, I loved it. Uh, and obviously, it, there was some fuckery with the Singh brothers and messing around with Bob Orton, which was a little transparent, but yeah. it needed to happen, I think. And then Orton kind of snapped on them at ringside. And anyways, Jinder picks up the win. Um, and I think that's the right call. Let's keep this title on him and make sure that he fully establishes himself before taking that title off. I'm hearing rumors of a Punjabi prison match coming up. Aha, yes. I, I mean, don't know if it's true or not. Why wouldn't you, right? That's what you do. Um, we had an impromptu tag match between Brizongo and The Ascension. This was set up in a backstage thing where it was another, uh, it was like it, uh, in the style of, um, what's the fucking TV show? Vice, Miami Vice. Oh, that's what um, it was, yeah. And so it was like an 80s style thing, and they had this mysterious message from two like vacant-looking dudes that said, you'll find out tonight. And I thought this was going to be some sort of a reveal of someone. You were wrong. But then it just turned out to be the Ascension anyway, which I thought was a little lame. But uh, Brizongo picks up the win there. It wasn't really anything. It was I think this whole Fashion Files thing is starting to jump the shark a little bit. think so? I'm kind of over it. It's getting close for me. I still enjoy it, but... Yeah, it's time's ticking on it. For I sure. thought this might be the beginning of the push of the ascension, but uh, no, nope, not so much. Not yet. Anyway, if that ever happens, the weird thing about this is that so in between the match and the vignette that we just talked about, so the vignette is this '80s style Miami Vice thing, and then that ends, and then we cut to the ramp where there's this super '80s hair metal music that starts playing, and these hearts show up on the ramp. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, we're just going to stick with this with the Breezango guys. No, sir. That's cool. And then, no, it was Maria Canellis and Mike Canellis. Who I heard weren't on SmackDown. They were not, which was super weird. Apparently, they did something for WWE.com. Mm. That's not a, uh, a sign of the future. Then I don't know what is. What yeah, did you, uh, eh, you think of the debut? I don't know. I like the song. The I, song gets good heat. They're obviously going to be heels, I believe. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people don't know who he is. Which is fine. And I think that's why they're going with the whole he's Mike Canellis kind of thing, because people, for the most part, know who she is. Yep. Uh, again, I think it's too early to tell. I was a little underwhelmed by it, but it's. I think it's too early to, to cast it aside quite yet. I think it's just it's just different, because when do you have a female that is... The mouthpiece for the male, right? Like when, how often does that happen when she's not even really a wrestler, right? Like he, he'll be doing the wrestling, but she's going to lead on the promos and she's going to be the one that wears the pants in the relationship. Lana? Yeah. She spoke for Rusev quite a bit. That's true. That's true. Um. Anyways, I, I thought this was really good. And I like that they're super cheesy, corny love stuff. Good. And honestly, I like that he took her last name. Like, I get that a lot of people are upset that he's not Mike Bennett anymore, but it's a funny extra little fold well, to the, this if gimmick. People are upset, then it's working. Yes, exactly. But uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah, I was a little upset that they didn't like if, and especially on a show where you booked this women's money in the bank to push people to watch your TV program. If you want people to watch your TV program, why wouldn't you just do like a tease of a vignette and just play that music? And then just say, love is coming on Tuesday. And then people go, what the fuck does this mean? Love is coming. <laughs> Look busy. Not that way. Uh, <laughs> Gross. Main event was the uh, the men's Money in the Bank uh, WWE Championship 
contract. Uh, I was kind of surprised this went on last. I wasn't, I wasn't, because I, I usually like that they at least will usually do this one first so that the title matches last so that at least there's a possibility. Mm-hmm. I knew that it wasn't going to happen because we had the cash in the same night last year. But anyways, uh, it, was, it was a good match. It was a really good match. Um, the cool thing that they did here, which I thought was brilliant, was Shinsuke was making his uh, entrance. Everyone else was in the ring except Baron Corbin. So Baron Corbin attacks him from behind before he can even make the entrance. Beats the ever-loving shit out of him. They ended up taking Shinsuke to the back. Um, and honestly, I kind of forgot about him in this match until he came back. And I knew then, he'd be back. Then you got the uh, the pop for... Well, Corbin gets heat because he stopped the entrance, which as of thus far is the only thing that we've seen from him of note on the main roster is just this massive crazy entrance. So you take that away. People are pissed off at Corbin. And then he comes out and you still get that later. And you have this awesome moment between him and AJ, which I thought was my highlight of the match. When they're looking at each other through the ladder, and they both pick up the ladder, move it to the side, and are like, no, we got to fight before we can go up there and get that thing. I loved it. I I loved the booking of this. I thought everything in this match was great. Honestly, it might be one of my favorite Money in the Bank ladder matches of all time. I liked it. I wonder what they're going to do with Nakamura and AJ, if we're going to pull the trigger as soon as SummerSlam, or if we're going to slow build this to WrestleMania. Yeah, I wanted the same thing. Um, but no, I, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was really good. Uh, Corbin. I have no problem with Corbin winning. No. Um, yep, we're building new stars. I thought I thought the finish was a little bit too easy. I don't for remember me. what the finish was. It was just two of them on the on the ladder, and he came in and pushed it and climbed it and got it. I like a little bit more of a surprise. But honestly, you're running out of ways to end those matches mm-hmm. at this point, so you just do what you got to do. Um, the, so, okay, the only downside of this whole program, which is why I can't give that match my match of the night, was because uh, Scotty came over to watch the show at our house, right? It's because he had nothing else to do. His girlfriend was working. So he said, do you want to watch it? And I said, sure, come on over. We'll have some drinks. We'll watch the, the Money in the Bank, and it'll be a good time. So he does. And we're watching on delay because Brando had to work. So I think we're about an hour-ish, maybe an hour and a half behind schedule. Uh, so Scotty, uh, being the lovable individual that he is, <laughs> God bless him. What did he do? He did uh, spoil it. He decides to look on his phone to see what uh, people were saying about the the title. To which, before Brando and I could even say anything, because we instantly turned to say something to him, he goes, "Don't worry, I'm not going to spoil anything. I just I just want to have a look." And I'm like, "Okay, well, if you spoil anything for yourself, keep I don't want to hear about keep it. Keep your mouth shut. I don't want to hear about it because that is the cardinal rule." Of when you go somewhere and they're watching a wrestling show with somebody, you don't fucking spoil it. He's like, no, no, I'm not going to spoil anything. We're good. So he looks it up and he goes, and this is, I swear to God, we, we must have been in in the women's title match, I think, at this point. Maybe. Yeah, we, we were probably in the women's title match. It was before the the main title match. Anyways, he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like, uh, yeah, a lot of people saying, yeah, here's a tweet. Somebody said, Brando picked the perfect card. <laughs> So immediately, all three of us are like, well, now we know exactly how the rest of this show goes. Fuck, Scotty. And it just deflated Scotty, the whole room. And oh, yeah, was, Scotty, I love you, but come on, man. It's just such a rookie mistake. <laughs> like, if you're going to go looking for stuff. And, and I get that he is wired, that he doesn't really care about spoilers. But fuck, did I not give a fuck about the rest of the show after that happened? Like, it was, yeah, it was a that. chore to get through it, to be honest, which is unfortunate because I thought... That now that I've gone back and watched that main event, it was really good. Mm-hmm. But just knowing was just like, I don't care because Corbin's going to win. And even though we all predicted him to win, it 
sucked knowing that. But anyways, that's my shoot on Scotty moment for the week. We need a musical bumper for that. <laughs> Shooting on Scotty. It's going to be like Western music. Here comes Scotty. We're going to shoot. Yep. <laughs> uh, it was an okay show. It wasn't Why do you keep pressing great. buttons over there? What are you I'm doing? Not. I'm clicking my pen. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. Pen clicking. I'm, pen a, I'm a pen click. clicker. Are you? Yep. You need a fidget spinner. Maybe I do. Maybe I do. All right. Um, I thought this pay-per-view was kind of on the weaker side. Yeah, it was pretty average for me. Maybe slightly above, but barely. I, I, I really, really, really like Money in the Bank, though. Like, it's my favorite, my second favorite match that they do, other than the Rumble. So I'm a little bit biased maybe that way, but I just, I think it's so fucking stupid that Raw just doesn't get one. I still hate that. I think Raw gets TLC. But that's not the same. I, I understand yeah. what you mean. Like, it's just, unless they're going to, like, stagger them where, like, they get it in June and then Raw gets it in December. Although TLC's in December, so I guess you can't really. Or Raw gets it next year. Although I'm sure the fucking brand split will be over by then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck this Boston. whole John Cena free agent thing, by the way. It is pretty And dumb. I'm not saying it because it's John Cena. I would say it if it was anybody oh, no. who yeah, is a free, like. I know. It's just, no. yeah. No, you can't do that. No. Stop it. Unless you provide me with hard data that shows when his contract expired. Yes, we want hard data. And why you would allow this man to become a free agent if you're Shane McMahon and or Daniel Bryan. You should be fired. Hard data. Fired. That's like letting Connor McDavid become a free agent. You don't do that shit. I heard he's fighting Floyd Mayweather. Can't wait to see that. It's going to be great. Oh, that's going to be a good fight. Good tilt. Hard data with Warren Barris. <laughs> All right, let's do Raw. Oh, that was a good segue. I actually watched all of the wrestling this week. I watched Raw, but I don't know if I gave it my full attention at all times. That's fair. I didn't And give... I didn't finish SmackDown and I didn't watch NXT or 205. I apologize. I know I should have come more prepared, but I didn't give SmackDown my full attention, it's, but it's been it's been a week. At least I watched it this week cuz last week it's it's been a rough rough patch over the past couple of weeks. For it's us. just so much to get through. And it's not great right oh, now. Oh, is work like, busy too? That's the thing. No, it's not even work. I just don't have the motivation to watch it lately. Like I get home on Mondays and I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do this. I could watch Office reruns or I could fucking right. watch Raw. Exactly, and that's the and thing, that's not a that joke. It's, I that's do a legitimate things fun. like that. That yes. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, I watched it. I might have waited. Your until dentist's last name night. is Crentist. <laughs> All right, the Ford uh, Ford Center in Evansville, Indiana. How the fuck does Evansville, Indiana get TV and we don't? No disrespect to the fine folks of Evansville, Indiana. Um, they didn't even have the second bowl open at the house show. That's the emptiest I've seen it for oh, really? anything. So mm. I really, really hope that they're not looking at those numbers going, yeah, we can't run TV here. Because you've given us 18 house shows over the past three years. So maybe you give us a TV and you'll see that people are going bananas. You going to Vancouver for or, the NXT show? No, I will be on uh, vacation. Ah, yes. I heard a right. rumor there's some other folks are going, though. Yeah, Scotty's going. I heard he has a, a a a running mate with him. 
in the four. Oh, you're real naming you. Um, no, I didn't. I beeped it. I'm I'm gonna beep that because that didn't happen. You fuck up. I'm gonna that make didn't. sure that you beep it, it because I'm gonna say Colton Kelly, Colton Kelly, Colton Kelly. So now you have to beep it. <laughs> You can't real name people. I don't what even know why. I, did you see my eyes light up when yeah. I said it? Hey, like, inside baseball, settle down over there. <laughs> real name, Colton Kelly. That was weird. That was weird. You're legitimately bothered by this. I, I am bothered. Just, by, just by looking at you. You're like making note of the no, time now. And... Oh, I wrote it down. That's because like, yeah, <laughs> I've given you shit for doing it. Or no, I gave somebody else shit for saying your real name. Who was that? Oh, it was uh, uh, he who we shall not speak okay. of. He offered to buy beers at the house show. Really? He sent me a tweet and a couple other guys saying, hey, I'll buy beers at the house show. And then, like, if I was going, I'd almost take it up just to see just What's to see that? how that story would play out. What, what that's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, Raw opened with Roman Reigns addressing the WWE Universe. They had been teasing uh, since last week that he had his SummerSlam announcement. It was going to be happening tonight. Uh, he said, like it or not, he can't be beaten one-on-one. He doesn't care who walks away with the Universal title because he'll beat them at SummerSlam. This brought out Samoa Joe to remind Reigns that he, he is the current number one contender and the next Universal Champion. Reigns said he'll always be just Joe, to which Samoa Joe responded with a headbutt. Uh, the two fought outside, with Reigns eventually sending Joe to the back after a Superman punch. I thought it was a good brawl. Mm. When he mentioned just Joe, I thought of, like, you don't remember back in the 90s there was a guy named just Joe? See, and when Joe, he said... Joey Legend? It rings a faint bell. Like, I can picture what the Botchmania guy would do with that, because I'm sure a picture of Just mm. Joe will show up. Because even when he said Just Joe, that kind of went, that sounds familiar to me. Like, I thought maybe they had already called him that on Raw or something, but maybe that's it. Anyways. But no, I thought it was it was interesting, too, because when he first came out, he got a lot of booze, uh, mm-hmm. Reigns did. But after that brawl, when they played his music, there was substantially less booze. Well, and Just I mean, he's still I notice. reminding us of the Undertaker stuff. Mm-hmm. Which makes me wonder. He's kind of tweenering right now. Yeah, which is fine. Let him tween. I think they almost have to. Yeah. But no, I thought it was a good opening segment. I liked it. Uh, Hardy Boys defeated Gallows and Anderson. They just don't have anything for Gallows and Anderson right now, which is super unfortunate because I think they're a lot better than what they appear to be. Uh, Jeff Hardy picked up the win uh, with his wonton bomb. I'm over the Hardys, too. Are you really? Yep. Are you ready for the brokenness? I almost, yeah, I don't, I've done nothing in my whole life but shit on it. But if that doesn't happen, like, I'm bored of it already. It's true because they're just like, you, and it's just so weird that they still can do the delete chant and the like, Matt does his open armed laugh with his eyes. And yeah, but I don't know if you can copyright him holding his arms out. But I would laughing. rather you do it or don't do it. Don't do some of it, but not all of it. That's what bothers me. Or it's I mean, like, if you want, the fans are going to chant delete and that's going to happen. I get it. But he should not be leading them in the chant. Like, it just. I that, think it's more of just trying to keep it in people's minds. Yeah. For when it does happen. It's very possible. Or so they don't get but you're right. bored with them like I do. I think they need to pull the trigger pretty quick on that if they're going to do it. Because. Jeff I'm Jarrett owns it now. Or so, something. I don't know. I don't very care. true. Uh, Elias Sampson began to play his guitar in the ring, which he also did at the house show. I'm actually becoming a fan. I'm kind of getting too. into it. Me too. And I hate myself for it. And I realized, and maybe I didn't re- like notice this or whatever at NXT, or maybe I was just too busy with blinders on and hating. But he looks like a million bucks. He's in shape. Like, yeah, he's got a good he's a look, big dude. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm getting into it. Yeah, me too. I thought this was his best one yet too, because he did all the things of like, 
repeating himself because he didn't get a great reaction on the first one, which made them boo the shit out of him. And did then he the sing stop- a song at the house show about how Edmonton yeah, sucks? He did. Oh, is he there did. audio of that? I'd I like to put that on my iPod. I couldn't even tell you what he sang because it was so loud that you just couldn't even hear him because people were booing so yep, loud. I'm kind of like, getting into it. People really love to hate this guy. Um, and I love that he stopped down to, like, I got to tune my guitar mm-hmm. on Raw here. That was really good as well. Um, <laughs> uh, where am I here? He said we need to get complete silence. To do so, Samson threatened to sit in the ring all day until it was done, but was then interrupted by Finn Balor. Speaking of people that they don't know what to do with, uh, Samson gets in Balor's face, but then chooses to walk away. It's sad for a good six or seven seconds. I was like, I don't know whose music this is. And then I was like, oh, yeah. I did the exact same thing. Like, the exact same thing. Which is sad. But anyways, Finn Balor defeated Bo Dallas. Who I kind of also forgot was even there still. To be Bo's honest. getting fat. Yeah, he's got the big beard now, too. Yep. Looking a lot like his brother. Who's his brother? Wyndham. <laughs> Uh, um. This is the best episode of Sad Pod yet. Uh, I think I've only said the F word twice. Finn Balor wins after taking Dallas down with a tornado drop kick. Uh, Hit him with coupe de grass. And uh, makes a win. Backstage, Andrew and Cass presented their theories. Stu has been attacking them to Kurt Angle. Angle promised promises to investigate and get to the bottom of these attacks by the end of the night. Foreshadowing. There's your tease. We're we're wrapping this fucking who done it up tonight. That's right. And you also had um, Corey Graves in the room at the same time, which is kind of this combination of what seemed to be two different angles mm-hmm. coming together uh, for the first time, which is super interesting. Uh, in the ring, Seth Rollins runs down the history, and the WWE led to him being on the cover of 2K18. They played the commercial, which I thought was really dumb. Like, it's, it's Seth Rollins. You don't know it's Seth Rollins till the end, but it's this masked dude in what is, like, if there was a physical Hall of Fame, this is probably what it would look like, of, like, Ric Flair's robes and, like, the Undertaker hat placed on the jacket like it was at WrestleMania and the under the giant stat, and he's just destroying everything and then reveals his face to be Seth Rollins at the end. It's like, well, you, you just pissed on all of the characters that you can play in this game. Ah, they don't matter. Fuck them. It just seemed super. I didn't understand the whole concept of this commercial. It was very dumb. I'm, I don't really care about the video game, so I can't really say. You much played. About you that, played the one that you got yet? No, it's still wrapped. I haven't even touched it. No, nope. <laughs> that's fine. It's not. It's not that great. But MLB 2K6, boy, I'm getting good at that. <laughs> just starting to figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you making fun of me? No, no, never, never. Um, okay, so he thanked the WWE Universe for giving him a chance, said that he was going to make a promise to them before he could. Hey, can I tell a really quick uh, video game story? Yeah, please do. So the John likes to set his Xbox One up in the living room yep. sometimes, like when there's no one there. So I got home from the gym, and he's playing video games and whatever. And He's like, Boris, want to play? I'm like, okay. So I put on Grand Theft Auto, and I like to just run around and, like, shoot people and stuff. Sure. So I'm playing it, and I get into my car, and I'm driving, and I stop at a red light, and mm-hmm. I didn't realize that apparently, like, other people in the world were playing with me, like, online. Okay, yeah, you're online. So <laughs> I stop at the red light, and this car pulls up next to me, and John's like, yeah, that's another person. And he revs his engine, so I rev my engine, because I'm like, oh, sweet. He wants to race. So he revs, I rev, he revs, I rev. And then he gets out of the car and shoots my car with a rocket launcher and blows it up. <laughs> I was like, well, that's not a race. What the fuck? It was, you had to see it. It was really hilarious. I was like, hey, no fair. There's a lot of those funny moments in that. 
in the online Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. There's some dumb shit that can happen. Yeah, I really don't know what I'm doing, but just do the I, way really, that I thought he wanted no to defense. race. I was ready to go, and then he just blew me up, and I was like, oh, that's a dick move. Uh, okay, so Bray Wyatt interrupts Seth Rollins, uh, accuses him of being dishonest and that he's not his own man, but rather just a corporate shill. Wyatt said it was time to make a sacrifice, then headed to the ring. As he reached the outside, he was met with a dive from Rollins. And that's kind of how that segment ended. So I guess we're doing Rollins and Wyatt. It would appear as such. Backstage, Elias Sampson attacked Finn Balor during an interview, warning him, warning him to never interrupt him again and outstage him. Upstage him. Upstage. Again. You can't outstage them. Oh, we could. <laughs> It'd be a lot of work, but um, this is going to be a weird program. Because, like, like you were saying, I I like what they've been doing with Samson, and I don't think he should lose yet. But I think he needs to lose this match if they are going to do him and Balor. How long before the guitar gets destroyed? That's the thing. He's never. They've never done it yet. So I think. It's got to be a big moment when it happens, right? Did you see a coup de gras on the guitar? Ooh, like guitar on him and then a coup de gras onto the guitar? Or yeah. just a coup de gras onto the guitar? Well, for, originally, I was thinking about just the guitar, but your idea is better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. It'll it'll happen at the historic pay-per-view, Great Balls of Fire. Jesus. Uh, Kira Tozawa defeated. Goodness gracious! TJP. <laughs> Uh, Tazawa beat TJP with a diving senton. Titus O'Neil was at ringside, and they did a little promo afterwards. And yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Samoa, it, it, it happened. Samoa Joe defeated Roman Reigns during the match. Reigns was distracted by a video of a ambulance backing into the arena, and then the ambulance door swinging open to reveal Braun Strowman. No, which I thought was was stupid. super super cheesy and stupid, but it worked for me. I was like, okay, yes. That's fine. Like, did he go to, like, I guess he was in the hospital getting his surgery and stuff. So what they should have done. Stole a fucking ambulance. What and... they should have done, because I get that they wanted their booking an ambulance match, which is what we find out later, mm-hmm. which is what they had originally planned for Extreme Rules before his elbow got as bad as it did. And as we said, they told us six months for the injury, which was an overstatement so that when he came back, mm-hmm. they could make it seem cool, yeah. which I think is brilliant. Yes. Because I don't think most of the crowd, the live crowd, was expecting this at all because... They've been told six months, six months, which is still five months from now, and here he is one month later. What they should have done is when this ambulance backed up is that they've gimmicked how many of these ambulances so far. Why couldn't they have gimmicked those doors so that he could literally blow them off? Like if he kicked it and both doors just go flying and then he comes out. (laughs) I think that would have been even cheesier, but at the same time, it would have worked. Or it backs in sideways and they gimmick it where it's made of tinfoil and (laughs) he like punches the side of it and the dent Comes out. He's like the Kool-Aid man. He's denting the fucking thing all over the place. It's just being dented like the fucking Hulk is in there. All right, you're getting silly now. But It was a lot better than just let's just back this ambulance up and he'll come out and... (laughs) The crowd popped, though. Can you do that again? Your broad impression. I wish people could see the visual of that because it's great. Arms are straight up. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Rowan Reigns got distracted by the return of Braun Strowman. And now we're going to get more of that shit. Samoa Joe took advantage and locked in the Coquina Clutch for the win, which I guess is a big win for Joe, and it still protects Reigns, yeah, blah, blah, blah. which is unfortunate. But anyways, after the match, Strowman came to the ring to remind, so he picks up the mic, and he starts his promo uh, in, like, the way he delivered his line was almost like Shakespearean, where he's like, Oh, Roman, 
Like, it was the weirdest thing around. Like, Why have you forsaken me, Roman? <laughs> Wherefore art thou, Roman? Um, <laughs> it is the east, and Roman is the sun. You seem to have forgotten. Arise, fair Roman, and kill the envious moon. Look at you. Oh. Uh, I'm in college now. He says, you seem to have forgotten that I'm not finished with you. Uh, I have not finished with thee. <laughs> uh, Strowman slammed him into the ring and then challenged him to... An ambulance match at the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view, as he called it. I love Braun Strowman. He's a big, dumb idiot, and I fucking love him. He's, can, he's can so you, great. Can you do it for me one more time? Ah! <laughs> that's, uh, that's my new favorite. I'm excited for him to come back. I actually, uh, I kind of kind of wondered if they were going to bring him back on this show. Like, I, the way I had it in my head before we watched it was uh, Roman comes out to make his SummerSlam announcement. And this this year at SummerSlam, I'm going to, and then he comes out and gets attacked by Braun. Um, but this worked too. I but instead, we got props. Yeah, I still think they should have had him. Like, yeah, Kool Aid Man, that fucking ambulance. Oh yeah, just blow or like get out and pick it up over his head, <laughs> spit it on his finger, throw it. Uh, Miz had an episode of Miz TV. Uh, oh, you missed the backstage segment where oh, right. Miz approaches uh, the Axe Man and. Uh, Fucking Bo. Bo Dallas. To join his entourage. Right. Because they were all in the Marine. So they know each other. Yes. And the Bo that was in the Marine would have slapped this Bo in the face. That's right. Which is, nothing has changed much for Bo Dallas in the last six months, (laughs) but apparently in the Miz's eyes it has. Anyways, he was trying to convince them to join his entourage, which was a little bit of foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. In the ring was a life-sized wrap present and two bear mascots bearing signs of apology. Maurice came to the ring and unwrapped the gift to reveal the grandfather clock she initially gave to Miz, which he had fixed, and he spent the nights that she made him sleep on the couch on YouTube learning how to fix this fucking grandfather clock. Space Uh, Cowboy. (laughs) There you go. Now, the YouTube thing I thought was really funny because it was a good line. Anytime I'm doing anything like with my Photoshop or my video editing or anything, Mm -hmm. and I don't know how to do something that I want to do, I go on YouTube and look for the video with the shortest time, and that's usually the easiest explanation. So I could see I could see how to fix a grandfather clock and look for the shortest video and there you go. How to tie a tie. That's my number one. I don't know how you you tie a tie. I fuck YouTube shows me though. I had to wear one for like two years and I still don't know how to fuck. Um, he revealed the yeah okay said that already. He was actually in the garage looking up YouTube videos. Yada yada. Dean Ambrose hit the ring to go after and tried to go after Miz. Um, Miz grabs Maurice to pull her in front of him. She spills her champagne like over the top. Like well, boom! The, the, I need to hit slow, myself in the face. Yeah, with the slow mo <laughs> makes it look even worse though. She's like, "You grabbed me!" Uh. Whoops. <laughs> Um. <laughs> anyways, it spills it all over her face. Miz tried uh, to go after Ambrose, but it was inst- instead said uh, sent into the recently refurbished grandfather clock. Uh, Maurice stormed off as Ambrose stood triumphant, and then and he was attacked by the two bears, who then revealed themselves to be the aforementioned Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. I don't know why they're teasing this Miz and Maurice breakup thing all of a sudden. Because like, I gotta fill three fucking hours of TV every week. But I hope they don't actually pull the trigger on it. Like I, I can't open this thing. I don't really want to. What are you trying to open? Oh wait, I think I figured it out. I want to know if there's that? a microphone in here. Ooh, there is. Wireless microphones. I don't even know what that is. Where have you it? found that thing? Can I have it? Um, because like if I <laughs> if I'm picturing Maurice, like let's compare Maurice with Miz to Maurice with Ted DiBiase. 
It just doesn't work. Like, if you're thinking, if they're actually thinking of taking Maurice and putting her with somebody else, it's not going to work as I good as it will with I don't think that's happening. It's just, this is just a, a story. To I hope about. so. I hope so. It just seems weird that you would even tease this dissension at all. Like, they should just be the happily It's just a thing to get, uh, to get Ambrose over as the... Oh, you got her, you got her again. That's right. Got her again. He's in his head. In um, head. Nice. Not bad. Sheamus and Cesaro defeated Titus O'Neil and Paul Cruz. Sheamus and Cesaro made short work of their challengers with the uh, version of the tag white noise. Is this Uproxx? Whatever. Is that? Is it from Uproxx? This You're, one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy, they know how to write. They do. That's some big words in there. Is it my one from Uproxx as well? Yes, it is. Yeah. All right. I can't wait. Um, yeah, it wasn't anything special. I don't nope. even know why this it, match happened. Something that happened. Sasha Banks defeated Nia Jax via DQ during the match. Emma attacked Alexa what a Bliss. What fucking shit, like... This was a lot of things happening Fucking... Here. A lot what of What is the word I'm looking for? Clusterfuck? That's it. Like, f- people turned face and heel, like, during I this know. little brawl. Like, I don't know who ended up with who, and I don't know. Emma attacked Alexa, Alexa Bliss while she was on commentary, chasing her into the ring. Bliss attempted to hide behind Jax, but Jax pushed her forward... Towards Emma, Bliss moved out of the way as Emma went to kick her in the stomach, causing her to hit Jax instead. After the bell, a broke a ball, brawl broke out ball broke. between the four women. Uh, they were joined by Mickey James and Dana Brooke, with Bailey eventually coming in. Bailey was very bouncy on her way to the and ring, trying to get the save. Yeah, they weren't uh, they weren't locked out. I, uh, I know that's not um, to say that, but it was a bit of a cluster. But I mean, you got to get everybody on TV. Yeah, and they're including Bailey this week, which they didn't do the week before. Mm-hmm. They had that interview thing with Corey. What Graves. do you think about a Bailey heel turn? I don't think that's where they're headed. Well, no, that's not what I asked. What do you think? I think it, it, anything's possible. I don't know how you would do it. What do you think people would buy it? I think so. Or would it be like Braun Strowman? Oh, Bailey. <laughs> um, I, I. It's just that the thing with her is that. She has that untapped demographic of the little girls as her fans. And that it don't, don't. That's the one that you're not allowed to laugh at. You can't laugh at untapped little girls. But you said it, not me. It's uh that's why I No, know. I know what you're saying. Kind of like John Cena, the same thing. Right. Super white meat baby face. Mm. I gotcha. Because if you flip her, then they'll hate her. And I don't think there's anybody else for them to like, therefore, why would they Dana watch? Brooke. <laughs> sure. Uh, what, what do you think they're doing with this Bailey character right now? Like, can we uh, talk, talk to me about the Corey Graves thing last week? What did you think? the The hug at the end was weird. Again, I don't know what they're going for, and I don't know if they know either. It's just kind of in limbo right now. I don't know. I think. Maybe I she's think losing her shit. There is. They want to. I think they want to play up the innocence factor with her because that's what she has, right? Even the way she cuts her promos that we've talked about, how she's super awkward and kind of like bashful or whatever. I think they want to like take that to the extreme, and I don't know if that's a reveal of something as stupid as like she's never had a boyfriend or she's never kissed a boy or something stupid like that, where it's going to reveal to be Corey Graves is this horrible influence on her or something. I don't know. I think the, I don't know. this is your life thing did not help her whole sort of gimmick. No. But again, that to me, that's ancient history now. I'm kind of, I forgot about it. I'm over it. Uh, I don't know. I honestly think the whole thing's in limbo. Or maybe it'll turn out that she's like this femme fatale who's just been putting on this, putting on airs, and she's really a black widow. There is that. 
but I thought if you were going to do that, you should have done that at Extreme Rules and just had her go up there and immediately grab that kendo stick and just beat the ever-loving shit. No, but I think shit. she's got to do it as a heel, though. That's true. That's just what I think. And maybe that's her heel turn, is that it was all a ploy. I tricked all of you, and I'm the greatest wrestler of all time. I fuck everyone. <laughs> all right. I'm like JoJo. <laughs> oh, cut that out, too. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Main event. You got a sh- was JoJo there at the house show? I did. She wouldn't come over anywhere near <laughs> oh, so. Because she, she saw you and she was, was like, that's my man. I was, uh, <laughs> especially at halftime, because that's when we got Byron Saxon came over at the last show at oh, yeah? halftime and oh, yeah, talked that's right. to us. So we were trying to get her and she wouldn't. No, she wanted no she's, part of it. She's too intimidated by you. That's fine. That's my good looks. Yeah, you're exactly what she's looking for, pal. <laughs> and I was wearing a Bray Wyatt shirt, too, so she probably just didn't want to. <laughs> too much. Too much. All right. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Kurt Angle came to the ring to announce his findings. He first calls Enzo and Cass he to the ring. He stumbled over that. Yeah. The words are now promo <laughs> off the beginning. Pretty bad. It's it's about the primary interest. It's about the <laughs> the entertainers, wrestlers. Don't use the W word, Kurt. <laughs> oh, well. He's been hit in the head a couple of times. He's allowed to make mistakes. Uh, Enzo and Cass come to the ring. They cut their probably final promo which was super quick but they got to do it one last time which is kind of cool um <laughs> revival and big show also come out that's the primary suspects under under like he didn't give a reason as to why other than well we saw them both so i guess they're our suspects and big show all of a sudden decides that he can just fuck off and leave for a different show it's true um show says they're both soft and if he was going to attack them he'd come straight at their face and punch them in the mouth <laughs> Uh, um, I really liked that Kurt Angle, uh, that, that they played up the whole big show being like, oh, after all we've been through and stuff, what I wanted to happen, which I might, was like trying to think, what have they been through? Might be a stretch would have been like for Kurt Angle to be like, the last time I was GM, you choke slammed me off the fucking thing and I broke my leg, you asshole. Did he? Yeah. It was like, I don't know what that was. It was that high level, like in the back of the arena. He chokeslammed him, and they filmed it where he hit the cement, and then they panned down, and his leg oh, was like Oh, and his bent. leg was all twisted. <laughs> yes. So that's yeah. what he should have brought up. I mean, like, can't be too cautious. You fucking almost killed me one time. That's what we've been through, dick. But anyways, yeah, Big Show goes, well, maybe I don't want to be on your show anymore. Took his ball and went home. <laughs> Big pouty baby. Uh, um, revival. You're just a pen clicking like crazy <laughs> over there. Because so, on my headphones, it sounds like you're hitting the space bar. So I'm like, why the fuck does he keep hitting the space bar? It's fair. Um, revival, uh, tell us why they think they're innocent. Angle confirms that they have solid alibis. Uh, Corey Graves then pipes up from the announce desk, uh, and says, uh, and shows footage of Cass staging his own attack from the week before. He accuses Cass of attacking Enzo. And Cass says, you're damn right it was me, uh, which I thought was a great moment of him getting super pissed off and owning it. Um, he said he was uh, with his partner uh, because he felt bad for Enzo and snapped after putting up with his crap each and every day. All he does is run his mouth, all the crap in Tampa and NXT. Cass wanted to make Enzo suffer. He says they're through and then booted Enzo in the face, which Enzo sold really well and then left. And that's the end of Enzo and Cass. What did you think of this? I thought they did get me off the scent last week with the Cass thing. Um, just because I thought it just seemed too 
I didn't I I don't like that it was Cass after last week, I guess, is the moral of my story. Because I thought that um, that Cass, it just didn't seem like it should be him after how that went last week. The security footage was a little cheesy because it was just like, we'll set a camera up here and use a fucking shitty filter that puts a gray line that goes down across the screen. I've used that shitty filter before. You shut up. That's fine. You don't have a multi-million dollar budget, though. Anyways. I don't have a multi-dollar budget. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, but I think in the long run, when you look back on these their careers, their career spans at the end of their career, I guess, it'll be cool to th- think that that's how they split was because Enzo is or Cass is this monster heel that attacked the little guy and it's going to get all the heat on him immediately, which it did before they even revealed that it was him that had attacked Enzo. They were already pooing him. And he'll squash Enzo, I hope. And then he'll do just fine for himself. Enzo, however, I don't know what ends up happening. Enzo happening to him. Enzo ends up happening to him. Uh, And the cool thing is you can already start looking forward to the inevitable time when they regroup and the big pop they'll get when they do their thing. Anyway, I don't have a problem with it being Cass, but I don't like the way they did it. I think all this stuff they're doing with Corey Graves is cool, and I think it's going to lead to this rumored Kurt Angle Triple H SummerSlam match, which sure. I think will be very cool. I agree with you about the um, the security footage things kind of hacky. I don't mm. like it. What I would have done is I would have had him hit the boot out of the blue first. I agree, and give you that shocking moment. Then you can go and do all that security footage yes. stuff, and like you know, this is what we found out, blah blah blah. But have him hit that boot in the ring to shock the fans, or even when they show it, like when Corey Grace shows it, and he says, "I think it was you that attacked Enzo," and then they had that moment where Enzo slowly turns around, then hit the boot, and then cut your promo. On uh, credit where it's due, I thought his promo was fantastic. Amazing. I was really, really impressed. Yes. So, like, it wasn't terribly done. I just would have flipped the order around and had the boot sure. first and then all that other stuff after. But the promo was really good. The, Enzo was the, great. The single tier, I thought, yes. was was pretty I wonder if he, like, had to think about childhood trauma or something. Probably. Um, but, yeah. I mean, this will lead to, I mean, you know, Enzo is, or Cass is seven feet tall, blah, blah, mm. blah. So, you know, Vince likes the big guys. And I'm sure they'll try him out in a... In a in a, a higher higher part of the He'll card, do just and fine uh, for we'll, we'll see how he does. Yeah. He looks, and this is no pun intended, but he does look a little like when he took that shirt off. He looks a little soft. Yeah, a little a little Chris Hero ish, perhaps. Uh, well, no, let's not get carried away. <laughs> I look a little Chris Hero. Actually, no, let's say Chris Hero looks a little Boris ish. Um, but no, a little a little soft. But uh, you know, whatever. But now it wasn't terribly done. I would have just flipped around things a little bit. Sure. Um, yeah, I, uh, it was long. The whole show, like, wrapped up at, like, the three-hour, 20-minute mark, it was... which is insane. And the we last couple segments before that, like, that match with Apollo Crews and whatever it was before that. The tag match with it Cesaro. It felt like they and... were just why time-killing till we get to that main event segment. Yeah. Like, this would have been a really good two-hour Raw. Sure. I agree. You could say that about most Raws, though, I think. <laughs> um, the other thing that I fucking hate, and I rag on him, and I will continue to rag on him, until he stops doing this. You've teased this. It's been a full month of somebody going around and attacking valuable members of your roster. And Kurt Angle comes out to address this. And I'm going to daggum it. We're going to find the person who's been doing this. 
and he comes out for his entrance and he's still doing the ah thank you everybody how you doing yeah you suck yeah don't do that i fucking hate when he does that he should be serious i have to fucking i have a job to do i'm coming out here to do my job just stupid We'll that see what Stephanie McMahon Helmsley has to say about that when she returns to the fold. I also agree with you with the Corey Graves stuff. I like that they're starting to use him a bit. Um, and he's good. Part of me wonders that once this whole Angle, Stephanie, Triple H thing wraps up, however it wraps up, if Angle's out as GM, do you move Corey to GM, maybe? That'd be interesting. I think he'd be a good on-air character. He's really good on commentary, mm-hmm. which would be the only downside to that, is that I wouldn't want to necessarily lose him. I'm available. That's right. Yeah, Boris, get in there. I'm not under contract officially to any wrestling organization. You don't have a non-compete, so you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Whatever. I don't have a compete either. (laughs) All right, let's do SmackDown. That's pretty good. All righty. Uprocks.com from Wright State University Nutter Center (laughs) in Dayton, Ohio. And when I saw Dayton, Ohio, I smiled. Because whenever I think of Dayton, Ohio, I think of my favorite wrestling event of all time. Actually, I guess it would be my second favorite wrestling event of all time. ECW's Heat Wave 98 pay-per-view, which also took place in Dayton, Ohio. Was it at the Nutter Arena? Uh, no, I don't believe it was at the Nutter Arena. <laughs> it was somewhere else. All right. All right. The show, Warren Barris, mm-hmm. opened with the four non-winners of the Women's Money in the Bank match arguing backstage, and Daniel Bryan said he wants to hear from Carmella and James Ellsworth first. Inside the arena, Carmella and James Ellsworth came to the ring and ran down the fans. I like not, they, not like with a car, but like verbally. <laughs> I like that they switched up her music a bit. They did. And her promo was quite good as well. Yes. Uh, Carmella said she didn't need anyone's help, but she's missed Money in the Bank. It was a notice qualification match, and there's nothing anyone can do about it. I really like that she listed specific occasions where Kane came in and helped Seth Rollins. She had hard data, Warren. Exactly. Hard data, hard, Warren Barris. Hard, That's hard your data, new gimmick. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I thought her promo was pretty good. Yeah, I really liked it too. Big E defeated Jimmy Uso. Prior to the match, the New Day insisted they had the tag titles won at Money in the Bank. Big E managed to hit the big ending and get the pin. That's the thing that happened. I got nothing to say about that. (laughs) Randall Orton had a backstage sit-down interview and vowed to get his revenge on your friend and mine, Jinder Mahal. He's, uh, he's upset because his father got attacked. He he saw red, mm-hmm. which I like. I think that's a that's an old expression that doesn't get used enough. Yep. He saw red. Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Dolph Ziggler. Nakamura landed a huge Kinshasa and got the pinfall victory. Another eh match for me. I thought the best that Shinsuke has looked since the Sami Zayn match was at Money in the Bank, and I yep. really hoped that they were going to continue that momentum but they kind of let him cool off again on SmackDown, which worries me. But I don't know if they just felt like they needed to do one more him and Dolph. I don't know why, but they went back to that well, and it is what it is. Now, this is where I have not watched anymore, so this is all new to me. This is new information now. All right. 
Kevin Owens came out to issue a new Face of America challenge for United States Championship. Yes. AJ Styles tried to challenge for the title, but Owens said the challenge was only for Dayton residents. Chad Gable came out and said he had just moved to Dayton Tuesday morning. Yep, that morning. <laughs> and he asked him for an address, and he gave him an address. <laughs> he really? And AJ's oh. in the ring going, yep, yeah, that's right. He moved there. Let's <laughs> start the match. Which is actually pretty funny. Uh, United States Championship match. Kevin Owens defeated Chad Gable. AJ Styles sat down on commentary for the match. Kevin Owens won by pinfall after hitting the pop-up power bomb. It was a good match. I enjoyed it. It's weird. I don't know why Where's they decided Jordan? to bring... Well, he came out with him at oh, the start did? and then just went to the back and like tapped him. Like, good luck, man. Hmm, weird. Um, but I don't know why you would you use them here. Like, you've had this time to let them go away, and if you wanted to bring them back in a better way, you could have. But this is how they did it, and I thought that was kind of dumb. Fair enough. Uh, backstage, Daniel Bryan said the Hype Bros could earn a tag title shot if they defeat the Usos in a non-title match next week. And that's going back to that match that we were talking about before. Yes. Warren, all five women from the Money in the Bank match joined Daniel Bryan in the ring. Mm. After much discussion, Mm -hmm. Bryan said Carmella must hand over the briefcase, and next week there will be another Money in the Bank ladder match to determine a true winner. Bryan left with the briefcase, and then a fight broke out amongst the women, and Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch laid out Carmella. I can't comment. I haven't seen it. It was a little see-through. Like, you, 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 was it long? Not really. It wasn't like, not to the point where I thought this needs to end. It was just. <laughs> it was more of a like, I know where this is going. Mm-hmm. Let's just fucking go there already. Like, he really teased that he wasn't going to do it, and throughout the night they had um, Becky and Charlotte both brought up do the right thing, and likely, yeah, right. there was. Uh, he always, Daniel, just sit there and kind of, hmm. And he, he was digesting all of the information. Exactly. But anyways, I knew. That, that, did anybody think that they wouldn't do this way? Like, it's just it's so dumb to me. Why? The, the unhinderable one, Jinder Mahal, defeated Luke Harper. This was a non-title match. During the match, Baron Corbin came out and teased, cashing in Hate his it. Money in the Bank briefcase. Hate it. And <laughs> he started selling me now. And said he was in Mahal's head. Harper went for a discus clothesline, but was distracted by one of the Singh brothers, allowing Mahal to hit the Kalos? 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 Kalos, yeah. And get the pin. Why did you hate it? Was it done poorly? I did. Why? Why are we teasing this cat? Why did they feel like they always have to tease a cash-in at every fucking show as soon as the guy wins it for the first month? Because it's like, it's like his new toy, and he's like, oh, I have all this power. Now. And like I get that he wasn't even on the show at all before this, so this was just a way to include him on the show to be like, <laughs> remember me, but... I just fucking and and Luke Harper didn't even get the win from it because I then I went okay well at least Luke Harper is going to get the distraction win you from put this. Put Luke Harper over your champion after he beat it was Randy a distraction. He came out with the briefcase. You cannot hinder Jinder. Jinder has not won a match clean yet either. He is which isn't vascular. My God, he is very vascular. Uh, after the match, Randy Orton came out and beat down the Singh brothers and Mahal outside the ring. He yep. went to hit Mahal with an RKO, but the Singh brothers intervened. Mahal skipped of the crowd as Orton hit an RKO on one of these sings and posed in the ring. Hit the sing and posed in the ring. I want, this is has nothing to do with the finish of the match, more from the start. I want, uh, and I said this on the podcast last week, I want Jinder to wear his face mask all the way to the ring. Not take it off at the top and then walk to the ring. It just, it looks so fucking badass when he comes out wearing that thing. Parvan Curve. 
Dynamite. SmackDown wasn't very good. No, well, from what I've seen. It was kind of me. I'm not really looking forward to watching the rest of that now. Um, I do want to hear Chad Gable say that he moved to uh, Dayton on Tuesday morning. It was pretty funny. In my head, it's hilarious. Yeah. I'm hoping it lives up to it. It, it was good. It was good. Um, yeah, and I guess they got me excited for next week because we're getting a pay-per-view match on a SmackDown. But PPV. Don't care. All right. Long, um, long hair, don't care. That's right. Sun's out, guns out. That is true. Let's do the emails. No, let's not do the emails. No, uh, no NXT, I no 205? not watch 205, but we can talk about NXT if you'd like. All right, spoil that for me, too. Or, or I can read no, 205 no. if no, you want. I don't care. Do whatever. Tony Nice defeated Gentleman Jack Gallagher. Mustafa Ali uh, defeated Drew some, Gulak. There had to be some fuckery in there. WWE Cruiserweight Champion Neville defeated Rich Swan in a non-title match. All right. That that happened. What was the fuckery? This is this. fuckery. Following Nice's collision with the post, he appeared to suffer an injury. Uh, official held him back, and then, yeah, Nice rolled him up. There you go. That's your fuckery. All right. NXT was really good this week. Hmm. Really, really good. They have a new theme song again. Again? Yes. Like... Hmm newer from the one that they just debuted three, four, or five weeks ago. Hmm. Uh, and they even gave credit to the band that is the ones that lent their tune to be the new NXT theme song. I think it sounds way better than the last one, but it's just weird that they went four years with two songs and now they've had two within the, the past three months. The crowd and the do yes. and the shroud and the go and the cloud and the boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah. It always sounded like cocaine to me. Cocaine, cocaine. <laughs> you need some cocaine. Uh, First thing you do is you get some cocaine. Ember Moon defeated Peyton Royce in what was actually a pretty good match. PWA alumni Peyton Royce. That's right. Um, I think the other one is hurt. Peyton Royce's other one. Uh, Billy Kay. That's her name. I think she's hurt, which is why she's not wrestling anything. But uh, yeah, Ember Moon's back. The uh, springboard stunner move, whatever she calls it, the eclipse was really, really good. I thought Peyton Royce sold it perfect. Perfectly, so that was good. Uh, Eric Young and Alexander Wolf defeated the Ely brothers. Um, Are those the, uh, for lack of a more correct term, the black eyes? The brothers, yeah. yeah. They, got, they, they have good. weird bodies. It, yes, and they are, like, very, but very identical, yeah. which is good. They can they can market that. Twin magic. They um, Hopefully one of them doesn't get implants. <laughs> They, uh, That's the a joke. Commentators were really pushing Eric Young and Alexander Wolf as tag team threats to the titles. Uh, I mentioned uh, heavy machinery in there as well, so I wouldn't be surprised if we get a number one contenders match between those two teams relatively soon. Uh, they did another vignette for Sonia Deville, a.k.a. the MMA fighter whose name escapes me. I, if they were going to do this, I wish they wouldn't have had her team with Peyton and Billy those few months ago and have this be fresh. I was under a different name. That was a totally different person, though, Boris. <laughs> she defeated Rachel Evers. <laughs> Which is good. Oh, good match. God. Good match. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sonia DeVille, her music, and they added just a little, like, some noises at the start of it. And I swear to God, it's lightsaber noises. Like, it's full on, like, <laughs> like, it's the weirdest thing ever. I had to, like, rewind it and play it again. I'm like, they just rip off Star Wars noises for this? Anyways. I got all this stuff to pay attention to now. Bobby Roode and Roderick Strong brawled backstage during a photo shoot. This was like a, this happened at the thing over the weekend. Here's the exclusive footage from this brawl. I didn't actually watch it because I don't like these things when they do these things, to be honest. Okay. 
Uh, your main event, Alistair Black and Cassius Ono. Oh. Which was a very good match. On Honestly, paper, that's something I'd be into. And, 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 as weird as it is for an NXT just a regular show, that match has made my shortlist. Oh, really? It's really, really, really Do you have good. a copy of your shortlist handy? I don't. Oh, I thought we could compare notes. No. Okay. Interesting. It's I loved it. It was back and forth. There was a lot of heavy hitting, a lot of leg slapping, which sounded really, really good. Uh, it was great. It was start to finish. And Alistair Black actually picked up the win as well. Mm. Uh, clean, without any interference or distractions well, from Hideo Tommy or anything. It was it was good. Interesting. So I think they have big, 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 big things planned for Alistair Black. Big, 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 big. Big, 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 big. Can you do your Strowman for me again? Ah! <laughs> I don't know why, but it makes me really happy. I'm telling you, one day, one day I'm going to convince somebody at PWA to start letting me do my fat gimmick. What's your fat gimmick? Where I come out as different wrestlers every time, but I'm fat Braun Strowman. Or I'm I'm fat Brock Lesnar. <laughs> and I come out to their music, and I do, and then I just get winded before I even get to the ring. What Fuck about, this. What about Chris Hero? Then I'm just Chris Hero. Ah, hey. And I work a full match, and it's a five-star, and... I get signed to NXT. I don't think any of those things are happening anytime soon. Well, then we just gimmick the the ring and I break the ropes. That's what we do. That we could do. Yeah, we can make that work. Right. Actually, wouldn't even need to gimmick it. I think if I just hit it hard enough, they'd probably break. Uh, <laughs> okay. Are you insinuating our ring is unsafe? <laughs> no, I'm insinuating are that you... I'm a fat guy. Yeah. That's what I'm insinuating. All right. Let's do the emails. Uh, Brian writes one in, subject line, raw. Hey there, Satpod. Hope you guys are doing swell. Watching Raw Live was... Oh, right. He was at Raw Live. I forgot about this. Uh, watching Raw Live was awesome. Watching that ring crew work was also amazing. Like 15 rearranging... 15 minutes, I assume. Rearranging that thing. No, 15 guys rearranging that thing in like two to three minutes was fun to watch. Uh, it's like they've done that before. My question to you guys is, how were we as a crowd? One to ten. One being Corpus Christi. <laughs> <laughs> and 10 being Chicago. Um, I honestly don't remember. I can't. Crowd at Raw. Well, they didn't piss me off, so you're higher than a one. Well, I didn't notice that they were shitty, but I also didn't notice if they were loud, so they are probably, like, average. Yeah. That pop for Strowman was pretty good. I like would that. Would have been better, do you think, if he would have punched his way out of the yes, side of the ambulance? absolutely it would have been. <laughs> or if they drove the ambulance out there. And then he punched his way out. What if they drove the ambulance out there, he punched his way out of it, mm-hmm. and then picked up the ambulance and threw it in the ring? Right. Just picked it up and fucking chucked it in there and squished <laughs> Roman Reigns and killed him. Man's okay, dead. Wow, that got dark in a hurry. <laughs> I would give you guys a five just because I really wasn't paying that I'm going to give you a six so. and a half just so you like me more than more. Oh, there's your seven. Uh, <laughs> um, also, when Strowman showed up out of that ambulance and when Roman came out to open the show, the arena was absolutely deafening. Hope you guys have a great weekend at B underscore Steph 811. There you go. Thanks, boss. A live report from the Monday Night Raw. We had a man on the scene. I like it. Uh, Cody writes an email. Hi, Satpod. Uh, subject line money in the bankruptcy. Nice. Uh, I'm sure glad I didn't have to pay 50 bucks for that pay-per-view on Sunday. That's a great point. There are, albeit very few, still people that exist that buy actual pay-per-view and spend 50 sometimes $60 to watch this pay-per-view happen where they just turn around and say, no, no, you'll get this on free TV in a week and a half. Yeah, but that's not a new phenomenon either. They've been doing that for years. Right, but it just feels like if it's the Money in the Bank pay-per-view that you're going to get the Money in the Bank match. Well, you did. 
Did and you, now you get another one. Did you? You for got f- robbed. For free. You got robbed of it. Anyways, um, it seems like since the dub dub dub. Oh, there's only two. Since the dub dub has gotten, I was like, why would you put three? Has gotten away from the pay-per-view model and gives it away on the network. The quality of special events has gone in the toilet. I would like your opinion on this. Should Money in the Bank be a pay-per-view at all? Why can't we have a match at SummerSlam or WrestleMania for the briefcase? Uh, I don't know if necessarily the quality is going down. I think there's too many of them, so it's kind yeah, of maybe maybe that. diluted is a better term. I always liked the Money in the Bank at WrestleMania. I don't think that it ever should have been made its own. Like it's given some great moments, so I can't mm-hmm. you know I can't argue that. But I liked it as part of WrestleMania, and it gave you know an opportunity. You, a lot of times we're having those multi-man ladder matches at yes. WrestleMania anyway, so why not do it for that? But yeah, I liked it as part of WrestleMania. Me too. I always. I remember being very upset when they announced that it was going to be a pay-per-view because I thought, oh, well, that's the end of it at Mania because that was your one staple, right? You had the Undertaker match at Mania, and then you knew you were also getting the money in the bank. And then there was the potential for that person to cash it in on WrestleMania the same night that he won the thing, right? Correct. Um, anyways, I think I think they should move it as well. I've said this many times. I don't like it that it's in June. I want it to be somewhere else later in the year, maybe closer to the Rumble, just so it's a little bit fresher for when – Mania season rolls around. Uh, he goes on to say, hashtag, fuck the revival. Cheers, Cody. Okay. All right. Not a fan of the revival. That's okay. Good. Uh, Vinny B writes in an email. Subject line, kudos, a.k.a. Yukon's buddy. Uh, <laughs> kudos, gentlemen, for allowing me and the youngin to join you ringside for a match and keeping it PG, of course. Oh, uh, yeah, he came and sat with us for a little bit at the... Uh, did you keep it PG? We did. And the, what's weird is that we had another female older security guard walk right up to us and go guys you need to stop swearing we're all like we haven't so i don't know what she heard that she thought we were saying but Did even you the guy say duck well that's what or, i thought or, i was trying or, to think i was like luck we said match maybe that sounds like ass or, or bitch i don't know <laughs> anyways the security guard who i liked was sitting right in front of us he's like you guys didn't say anything you're fine the security guard sounds like he was a good dude. He was good, and especially after the last show where we had an older woman who was shooing children away, you can't no, you can't stand at this barricade once the match that is over. Security guard should go on the Sapphire Hall. He should be the first inductee sure. into the Sapphire Hall. And I felt like such a dumbass for not getting his name because I wanted to give him credit on social media. And celebrate stuff. him, but I didn't because I'm an idiot. So hey, if you're listening to this. And I think he might have been a fan because there was a couple times where I said some super inside things inside a baseball? la JoJo. <laughs> comments and he laughed very hard at them where I'm like you yeah I think you're a fan yeah you know what's you up. know what's going on here um okay so thanks for keeping the PG of course the two Bailey hugs and autograph sign have planted some deep rooted nerd seeds and provided me with much needed hope for a future generation of wrestling nerddom hope you guys enjoyed the show keep up the good work Vinny B I uh, brought his daughter to the show and she was all dressed up like Bailey and had a sign and we made sure that she got up to the front and Actually, not to toot my own horn, oh, but we we, we did we some we did some good work at that show. We were also <laughs> also making sure that the children, because I mean I take up a lot of space, so when the matches ended, I would always walk out into the aisle so that they could sit where I was, and not only did I do that, I would chant when they would come around. Like there was one kid who had a Seth Rollins sign and he had a sharpie, so I'm like, well, obviously this guy wants Seth Rollins to sign his sign. So Seth Rollins comes around to give high fives. And I started the sign his sign, sign his sign chant, and he signed it. Same You're doing with, the Lord's work, Warren. Same thing with Roman Reigns later on in the night. It's good karma. That's what it is. Buying myself some good karma. There you go. 
Also, the children have fun at those. I remember being a kid at those shows and wanting to get an autograph, but I couldn't. I remember being a kid at those shows, and they were a lot different than they are now. Well, my first house show was a little different. There's a woman running around flashing her breasts at people because it was the Attitude Era. So That shit don't happen anymore. And a, and a guy in the row behind me spilled his beer on my head, and I cried. How old were you? <laughs> like seven, eight, maybe. And you cried? Yeah. Because you had beer on your head? Yeah. Now you'd be like, awesome, I got beer on my head. <laughs> Tell me next time, and I'll drink the fucking thing. <laughs> uh, last email is from Tyloni, a.k.a. The Commish. Subject line, money in the tank. <laughs> blows raspberry, <laughs> which is good. Uh, holler if you hear me, sad pod. Uh, too bad Scotty's not here to enjoy that. How's everyone's week's been? Just got some hot takes with the hot cakes you to discourse. You're, ty- you're trying too hard, Ty. <laughs> Pull it back. Pull it back just a little bit. You're doing good, Ty. Don't stop. Uh, Mike Canellis, quote unquote, I'm willing to give this gimmick a shot. People hated Mike and Maria's return, and that's the idea. However, my take is why not start this off in NXT? I feel the power couple dynamic could work very well down on the farm. No, I don't have a problem with them being on the main roster. I don't either, but he does make a good point in that, like, you have Miz and Maurice. I get that they're on the other show, but. You have those style of things on the main roster already, and NXT doesn't. Yeah, it's it's weird. Not saying that it it's, probably would have worked there too. Like I don't think he's going to get heat for having skipped the developmental, quote unquote. No, I wouldn't think so because I think he's he's earned his dues at this point. But yeah, it'll work. I think it, it's she's a familiar face, and I that's think probably they're why both very here. talented. And I have gone this whole podcast without saying that I had Subway with her. So I thought I'd slip that in there. All right. Did you give her a foot long? No. I sat in Red Deer and ate a sub with her. Stop being gross. It's a foot long sub. You know what you You were doing. You know what you were doing, Warren. At Subway. Now do your broad impressions. It's 12 inches. (laughs) Actually, it's really eight inches because that's a foot apparently. What? You remember that when they got sued because somebody measured it and their foot long wasn't a factual foot long? Oh, really? So they got sued because it was eight inches oh. or 10 or something. I don't know. I'm not aware of that. Slightly above average is what it was. <laughs> uh, Morrow taking the NXT step. Uh, this is also from Ty. Uh, Mama Mia! <laughs> and Papa Shango. Does he say that? I don't know if he says that. I love me some Morrowana. Nice marijuana. <laughs> that, you know what? That's fucking, that's pretty good, he is actually. Just slanging him out there right now. Uh, I'm glad he's sticking around with the WWE after losing Graves and Phillips. It'll be good to have someone credible down there besides the faceless voices of Rich Brennan or Percy or Perry Perkins is what he called them. Yo, Rich Brennan's been gone for months. Yeah, he's doing. Is he backstage stuff now? No, Rich Brennan is like gone, gone. Oh, is he released. gone? Oh, yeah, he got released a long time ago. Uh, three money in the bank is dying slowly. I think as a pay per view, it needs to go away and saved for every other year Olympic schedule, or be saved <laughs> for interbrand events like Mania or SummerSlam. Or make... that's not a bad idea, actually. Sure. I'm on board with that. Then you can have like three yeah. from Raw, three yeah. from SmackDown. Whoever wins, it takes it, and one from NXT. Sure, why not? Um, or make the event itself eligible for SmackDown and Raw superstars. What else can you think of to reinvigorate the once innovative match? I agree. I think it's so dumb that it's only SmackDown right now. Like, that just blows my mind. I hate it. I hate it so much. You have these separate rosters. Why wouldn't you have one for each? How do you, you, how do you feel each? about it, Warren? I hate it! <laughs> ah! 
Um, I, I like it back at WrestleMania. I mean, fucking WrestleMania is 18 hours long as it is, so sure. why not? Yeah. Get rid of that fucking Battle Royal. You, like you so said. Again, you can't really get rid of the Battle Royal because that's like... No, every, you do every, a ladder match every year. So just make it for the money in the bank and you're good. Money, 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 money. It's dumb. They got to fucking put their money on everything. Money, money. Uh, four, which superstar would you want to go on a road trip with and where would you go? I would want to go on a road trip with Colton Kelly. Sure. <laughs> um, who would I want to go on a road trip with? Oh, I'd have to think about it. I want to go with Braun Strowman, <laughs> and I want to just go and poop places with him. What? Because he likes to poop at places. How do you know? Is it from that ride along? Oh, he I had know. that app, Places That I Pooped. I had that app, and then yeah. I realized it was fucking dumb when I got rid of it. It was Gallows and Anderson talking about it, and they're like, yeah. Braun Strowman showed us this app. He said, it's called Places I Pooped. Oh, what does it do? It shows people places that I pooped. I just, I think me and Braun Strowman would get along swimmingly. I want to have a beer with that guy. That's what I want. Who would I like? I don't know. I have to think about that. Okay. Uh, five. I hate to rehash. Paul Heyman. Oh, there you go. That's not bad. Actually. That's my go-to answer for everything. With or without Brock? Without. All right. I just like love to pick his brain. Sure. And get advice. Just fucking chat his ear off. That's right. Uh, I hate to rehash old discussions. However, back before Mania, there was talk of a new Triple H-led stable. Do you think this idea needs to be revisited? Because now that Cass has gone full Michaels, I think he'd fit into that. Yeah, that's not the worst idea. The only downside of that is that Owens was in that original, what I thought was going to be a Triple H stable, and he's now gone to SmackDown. But you still have Joe there. You could move Cass in there right easy, too, because there's the story to be told of the real life moment that they love sharing all the time on the on the network of Triple H telling Enzo and Cass that they've been called up. So you can tell that story of Triple H I've had my eye on you since NXT and I'm I'm not sold on the whole Triple H stable thing. Like he can go away for a while. I'm not against the yes stable. And no. But I'm not too keen on a Triple H stable. What if it's a Triple H stable, but Triple H isn't always there? They're just representing him and carrying out his orders from afar. Mm, still not. No? No. Not into it? No. Kane. Also Kane. Are we just naming there. people? Kane Kane would be in this Tommy Wildfire Tommy Rich. <laughs> uh, uh, six. <laughs> How awesome was that trailer for WWE 2K18? I hated it. I fucking hated it. I didn't understand it at all. I thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen. I'm indifferent to the whole thing. It just, and like the tagline was something along the lines of like, pave your own way or something, which I get what they're getting at. You don't need to go down the same road as everyone else went in, but it's just like if you're selling a video game with all these characters that you can play as, why would you shit on them I think you're kind of reaching on the whole shitting on them. I I think you're- What is burning? all this memorabilia have to do with a video game he's paving his own way he's gonna be his old man he's but not he's gonna Seth be Seth Rollins he bought in he didn't pave his own way <laughs> fuck you're angry about a video game you're, you're becoming the new Boris <laughs> I'm indifferent and you're angry uh, <laughs> cheers it was good seeing the unholy trinity at the house show you're all good brothers in my book thanks for the house Grizz4327 thank you Ty commissioner you get the thanks for the house reference? Nope. That's what Cole Cabana always says about the Young Bucks. Ah. Thanks for the house, boys. They, yeah, that's good. All right. Thank you for explaining that. I'm glad you were here to explain that because... Well, I got to be here since nobody else is. If Scotty was here, he would have been looking at his phone and not heard that, and we wouldn't have explained it anyway. 
Let me tell you something about Scotty. Let me let me break a little bit of the podcast kayfabe here. We're gonna shoot on Scotty a little bit again. Sweet. We we do. As I'm on my phone. Sorry. <laughs> I think people. What what I think that people think is a gimmick of him being on his phone. It's real. You've seen it firsthand. The man's on his phone a lot. He doesn't listen. He can't really multitask by looking. That's what you can do, right? You understood everything I, heard exactly I just what said. You're saying. Whereas when he looks at his phone, it's fucking gone. Outside <laughs> the, world, the blinders are is on completely and... removed. And that is not just a podcast thing we found out. Oh, really? He was doing that exact thing the whole time on Sunday. At the pay-per-view? Just not even looking at the TV. Like, he probably looked at the TV for 20 minutes out of that three-hour show. Just texting away or tweeting or Snapchatting his girlfriend or whatever the hell he was doing. That pervert. He was doing something, and it wasn't watching wrestling. So. And he spoiled the whole show. So that's that's the best story ever. That being said, you yeah, call the perfect one, Brando. <laughs> and like the look on his face of like, I didn't screw anything up when I said that. And then both of us like taking a second to like <laughs> processing, processing. The fuck did you just say? And then Brando's <laughs> like, Well, we all know what I picked. And he's like, Oh yeah, I guess so. And like, <laughs> didn't even apologize. And he's just like, Yeah, you're right. I guess I did kind of fuck this whole show up for you, didn't I? Shooting on, what shooting a, on, Scotty. What a Dick. <laughs> I love that kid. Me too. I do. He's welcome to watch pay-per-views at our house anytime, but he better not fucking do it I gotta it come again. by one time. He better not do it again. That was a good one because I didn't have to work Monday, so we got a little drunk and had some fun. Jaeger bombs? No. Just beers? Yeah. Or did you have rye well, and I had coke? rum. I had oh, rum, sorry. Yeah. That's, that's your... Scotty was on the beers, though, as was Brando. What kind of beer? Scotty had, like, a... Uh, it was like a tall can of like some sort of weird berry beer or something. Some sort of craft bullshit. And Brando had Bud Light? He was on the Millers that night, actually. The old MGDs. There you go. Nothing wrong with a good MGD from time to time. Uh, Sapot316, yahoo.com, if you'd like to send us an email, that is how you can do it. We like emails. Questions, concerns. Comments. Comments, thoughts, predictions. Uh, speaking of predictions, Brando, if I didn't say it before, Brando retained the title. I heard. It came down to essentially the Lana and, uh, based on the way that the card laid out, it came down to Lana and Naomi because Scotty picked Lana to win. I'm upset that I was a transitional champion. And I also legitimately feel bad that I had the belt for so long after I lost it. You blew it. Scotty came and picked it up. You got DQ'd last week. No, it's my own fault. I was actually, when you sent me that, I was at baseball and I was with a friend. Mm Mm-hmm. A certain commissioner who I didn't want not want to show disrespect to, or he would bust me and fire me from my current position. But I'm sure the... if you were to explain to said commissioner that there was a title belt on the line, there's no understand. talking to that guy. You know he that would, he would understand. You that know a title that is on the line. You got to do some things. <laughs> yeah, I should have just picked. I wonder you. if I would have run the table. I'm trying to think of who who I would have picked. Yeah, and I would have gone Carmella too. Because I think I would have gone Carmella, and I know I would have picked Corbin. Corbin was my thought right from the get-go. They both picked Carmella, so I went with Charlotte just to try and win. Just to be different. And it didn't, didn't work for me. There's so. a cowboy hat on the floor in here. Yeah, that's probably been on Paul Brown's cock. I wouldn't touch that. I didn't touch it. I actually kicked it over to the other side of the room when I came in here. Keep thinking. All right. Um, that is the podcast. How long did we go here? An hour 42. That's about average. Slightly below But you average. see... That's not the podcast. It is. Goodbye. No, Have a wonderful <laughs> night. We'll see you next week. Be- hey. hey. <laughs> uh, PWA is this because weekend. Because locally, not just any PWA this week, my friend. Mm-hmm. This week end, Saturday night, June yes. the 24th, 
It is our biggest show of the year. It is Night of Champions here in Edmonton, Alberta at the Northgate Lions Center featuring a special appearance by, I want to call her the Bullet Babe, but I can't because that name's been taken. But Brandy Rhodes, the wife of Cody Rhodes, will be in the house. It's her birthday weekend, and we gave her a gift, my friend Warren Barris. What's the gift? We gave her the gift of power. Ah, I thought it was going to be the gift of Jericho. No. Okay. We gave her the gift of power. as She will be the official for not one, but two very important matches on the ah. card. She will be officiating the blind date match between Fabian Ribeiro and Kenneth Anthony for the PWA Commonwealth Championship. Nice. And she will also be the official on the outside of the ring for the women's steel cage match between Kat Von Hees and Giselle Shaw. Now, Warren, what's better than one steel cage match? Two steel cage matches? Oh, you are so right. The main, the, <laughs> the main event of the evening will be a triple threat match. It's not a handicap match. It is mm. a triple threat match. Brett Morgan defending the PWA Championship against Michael Richard Blaze and Brandon Van Danielson, Ooh. both members of the Western Lions inside the steel cage, making its return to the PWA. Uh, other matches, there is a triple threat match for the PWA Canadian Tag Team titles. Your friends, the Millennial Rebels, defending against Team Hall of Fame, as well as Andrew Hawks and Richie Rage. Nice. That'll Aiden be a good match. Adams will face Michael Allen, Richard Clark, and other matches that I can't think of right now because I just went totally blank. You know what I can guarantee you? What can you guarantee? Oh, Alexander Prime against Sean Moore in a loser leaves PWA match. Wow. A lot on the line on this event. This is going to be, this is a a lot going on. It's going to be a huge show. Note the early start time. I believe doors are 530. Bell is at 630. Advanced tickets are available until Friday at midnight. I believe your advanced ticket also gets you into the autograph signing for Brandy Rhodes. This is going to be a big one. If you go to our social media, Our YouTube page, PWA Wrestling CA, or on Twitter, there is tons and tons of content, especially on the YouTube uh, promo videos and the such, uh, telling you the stories of all the matches leading up to this. Uh, It's going to be a great night. I'm super excited. This is going to be a good one. I can guarantee you that none of the matches will end, and then you'll have to just watch the TV later to figure out what happened. You're going to get damn finishes is what you're going to get. get. You'll get damn finishes. Yes. All right. You will not get Braun Strowman. Well, I'll be there, so I'll be fat, Bronx. But you'll get big bad boys. Yeah. I'm going to bust through that curtain. <laughs> ah! <laughs> it's going to be a great night. I'm excited. I'm very it's excited. It's going to be a packed house. Hot dogs. Oh, yeah. Hot dogs. And the gorilla position. And the gorilla. The, means the, we... the big bad boys position. Yeah. All right. The <laughs> reverse cowgirl. <laughs> That's what we should call it. We should actually call it that. Reverse cowgirl. Reverse cowgirl position. position. <laughs> All right, I'm doing it. It's done. Uh, we're in missionary right now. Is what we're now, as uh, a request, I have... Oh, were you sneezing? No, my back hurt. Oh, all yeah, right. Crack it a little Ordinarily, bit. we go out to a pay-per-view theme right. or whatever, but I have a request, if you will indulge me. Do it. In honor of the double steel cage main event at PWA this Saturday, okay. and as well as in respect to the late, great Chris Cornell, I would like to go to Rusty Cage by Soundgarden today. We can. Do you think happen. we could do that? Yep. Is it ever used as a, as a pay-per-view theme? Like, I did not that it matters. I, I, we'll play it. I don't believe so, no. But if it was used... And I'm actually kicking myself because I thought today, why didn't I use Rusty Cage in any of the videos that we made for the uh, show? Still time, man. Did you watch the Kat Von Hees, uh, uh Giselle Shaw video? I did. A yes. little bit of bad, that fucking bad blood 
cover song was in my head all day. Now I got bad blood. You know, I used to have bad love. Uh. Yeah, it gets in your head. It does. <laughs> Really I think you're just trying to make me feel better, aren't you? <laughs> okay. Well, that's what we're going to listen to on the way out. Rusty Cage, the Sound Gardens. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at SatPod. I am at the Diesel Bears. Brando is at Brando1990. Scotty is at ScottBox64. I am at BB Boris. You can follow PWA at PWA Wrestling CA. Oh, also, new PWA t-shirts will be available at the show. And the brand new PWA DVD, Best of 2017 Volume 1, will also be available at the show. So bring your pocket money. That's nice. Hurry up and bring your jukebox money. Night of Champions, it's happening on Saturday. We will get together. Night of Champions, baby. Okay, cut me off because I'll just keep going. I'll keep going because I need to find a, a thing. A thing? Oh, no, I found it. Never mind. Stop. Stop singing. Okay. <laughs> what, are you, uh, what are you doing over talking there? Talking Reckless Podcast as well is what you need to follow. Oh, yeah. At Talk Reckless Pod, I think, on Twitter. Uh, Brando's on the most recent one. And uh, they've got a big announcement or something coming up this week. So Ooh. check that out as well. Is it their SummerSlam announcement? No, it is the. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. That's why I don't want to say it. Will you tell me later? I'm not going to say it. No, yeah, you just go listen to the Talking Reckless podcast, and you'll find out. You will find out. God damn it! Uh, Soundgarden, Rusty Cage. We'll be back with another podcast oh, next week. A, I need a, a thing to go out to. Scottyism. Um. Mm. You got one. Mm, do I? You'll get there. Wait, I'm looking at the SmackDown notes, looking for inspiration. Ron Strowman. Oh yeah. I'm ready. Are you ready? Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. We'll be back with another podcast next week. Until next time. <laughs>